Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Man to Man, the best NBA podcast out there right now. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the hoop star, Nash. Welcome back, guys. Uh, feel free to tune in, leave any comments below. Um, definitely free to, you know, hang out with us and we'll, we'll try to interact with you guys if you want. But without further ado, before we start this episode, Liam and I want to start out the show by showing some love to our hometown of Nashville, Tennessee as our city unfortunately got hit with the strongest tornado Nashville has ever seen. Uh, earlier this week, late Monday night, Tuesday morning, early Tuesday morning, uh, a total of 25 fatalities, families and homes destroyed, businesses torn to pieces, um, leaving many people brokenhearted and families without anything left, right? So um, fortunately, I know my mom's place near downtown missed it by literally just less than a mile uh, but I have seen pictures of friends' houses, you know, destroyed with trees on top of them um, and other families raising GoFundMes. But overall, if there's one thing about our city of Nashville, Tennessee, it's we know how to bounce back from tragedies like this. Um, we've seen it before, right? In the flood of 2012, small businesses, big businesses, you know, local community members, volunteers, we're all coming together and we help out those who are in need and who are struggling. We're donating money toiletries, clothes, shoes, whatever it may be. This is who Nashville is. This is who we are. We're Nashville strong and we'll make it through this. So without further ado, Liam and I, we want to express our gratitude for the people who have reached out to us earlier this week, asking if our families back home were okay. Uh, and we want to reciprocate that love to everyone involved back home. Um, we just know that we're praying for everyone and we appreciate the ones who have helped out the city so far and you know all the community members coming together to build the city back up exactly exactly no doubt for sure this week man to man will be discussing the um the attempt that the rumors about you know we're not going to have any fans in the in the stands due to coronavirus um the nba will has reportedly said they'll be taking safety precautions as the virus is becoming more and more infectious around the United States. We'll go into the Rockets. Small ball may not be working after all. Mm -hmm. And playoff seed predictions as the Kings and his Lakers have clinched the playoff berth for the first time since 2013. It's crazy. But, but with that, let's get after it for sure. Let's go. Let's start with the coronavirus All right here. Obviously, if you're in the U.S., you know about the coronavirus, right? It's a big topic, and um, for all those people that have been infected and have lost lives, our condolences. But 
on that note, it has taken some extremes to the yeah. NBA and some precautions that might be taking place. And Adrian Wojnarowski War- War- tweeted the other night that NBA team doctors and trainers will have a conference call Monday, this next Monday, to discuss the few steps with the coronavirus. New memo to the team say each team is required to have several plans in place by Tuesday, including arrangement with an infectious disease specialist, the IDing of facility to test for the coronavirus, and a plan to limit the number of teams and um, arena staff who are interact with the players on a nightly night basis. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you hear about the flu, you know, the flu kills people every day um, mm-hmm. and every year. The coronavirus is obviously something, you know, not to take for granted and treat it as a, an actual disease, right? Mm-hmm. And we've heard rumors, we've had interviews with certain players as well about, you know, what if the coronavirus, you know, spreads and gets bigger than it already has been? And mm-hmm. what will the NBA do? They've already sent out that players shouldn't, um, you know, do the high fives anymore. They should do the the fist bumps to the fans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. My only thing on this, to be totally honest with you, is <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yes, the coronavirus is a, a big thing, but at the same time, those like beginning precautionaries that doesn't make any sense to me because if it made sense, <laughs> if it made sense, they've been playing all, I mean, even the players head up have been playing, you know, they've been pushing contact. Um, I mean, they're sweaty all over each other. If mm. somebody in there in the, or at least the players have the coronavirus and they play the basketball game, they're going to get mm-hmm. and spread the coronavirus. Is that not, is that not a, a okay statement to say? So what? No, that's, that's fine. It's just like, the coronavirus usually affects, you know, it starts out with the flu, right? Yeah. But the coronavirus usually affects the immune systems of the people who are either elderly people or children. <laughs> Needless to say, you know, obviously you want to take safety precautions and all that. But when I think about these NBA players, I think these guys are usually, you know, top five healthiest guys, you know, in the United States. Right. So I, I get where you're coming from, but, you know, we've seen cases, what there's been, we got some stats right here, almost 110,000 cases worldwide, 3,800 deaths, um, about 70,000 people have recovered it, you know, from starting the flu. And I'm guessing those people are between the, the age of children, obviously elderly people. But now we have seen about 500 cases in the U.S. with 19 total deaths. So def- I'm, I'm cool with the fist bumps. Like I'm, I'm cool with all that. I know there's been talk about maybe emptying the arenas, which kind of sounds a little bit far fetched for me. Right, right. But hey, man, everyone's running out of the hand sanitizers right now. Like, well, that's the thing. The hand sanitizer, the hand sanitizer, they say is not even, not even help. It's a virus. Not, it's not like a bacteria, and that's what hand sanitizer. Hey, keep the hands clean, man. Keep the hands clean. Uh, Wash your hands. You know, I'm taking the public transportation every single day, and I'm hitting that hand sanitizer asap afterwards. Like my, my hands feel dirty. Like nonetheless, (laughs) but yeah, it's just another thing to stay. You know. We're staying cool, you know, stay on top of what's going on right now because obviously it is spreading like crazy. 
So I'm cool with this. I actually saw like something on social, how these, you know, kids were doing handshakes after the games and they were actually, I, I think they were making fun of the whole situation. Um, but they were kicking each other's feet uh, during the lines. Right. <laughs> so, of- I don't really understand what's going on, but. All right. So yeah. my, so the biggest thing from this right here is, you know, they have said that they potentially would empty the arenas out, right? They will, mm-hmm. they could possibly take the fans out. What, what are some things like, could there actually be NBA games without fans? I don't understand. Is that not like, I feel like, what are you going to do? Just watch it on TV. It's going to be like a, a pickup game or a scrimmage mm-hmm. if there's no fans in the, in the seats. Right. We're at, we're back at the YMCA just, you know, hooping, you know what I mean? Like what's yeah. the, I well, don't know. My get biggest it. thing when I think about that is the money situation, right? Right. They're losing money. Right. A lot of money. Yeah. Depending on what arena they're at or which teams are playing. But it, I guess that doesn't matter if it's something that as serious as they think this is, I I think they'll take that risk in that next 20 games or so before playoffs. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll have that rule during playoffs, but at least till this, this end of the stretch here, just to take, you know, say precautions like we've been talking about just to see if it dies down a little bit around the U S. Right. So the one thing I saw was after a game that LeBron took or played in, he took an interview in the locker room afterwards, right? And he mm-hmm. got to ask, or he got questioned about, you know, what happens if um, the fans aren't in the stands? And he, like, said, what? He, like, had to repeat, like, what'd you say, huh? And he was like, oh, that's, like, laughable almost. Like, there's no way that I'm going to play in a in, in a game. And he pretty much continues to say that, I mean, I play for my teammates and the fans. That's what I do, and that's all I'm going to, like, if there's no fans in the mm-hmm. in the uh, in the arena, then I'm not gonna play. There's no way I'm not gonna do it. And basically, it's it's no fans, no play, right? Sounds like LeBron's <laughs> just trying to rest his body for the rest of the season before playoffs start. Come on now. Yeah. So no fans, no play for Mr. LeBron James. <laughs> but so. Th- Talking about LeBron a little bit and how well they're doing right now, but let's talk about a team that potentially is not doing as hot, right? We see that the Rockets Mm -hmm. and the small ball maybe has been catching up to them a little bit, right? And Mm -hmm. you've said it to me because you know I have the Rockets going pretty deep. Is it? I still oh, pretty deep. You gotta go to the finals. <laughs> yeah, pretty deep. I never said that they'll win the finals. They're gonna make it to the finals potentially, yes. But right now, I don't. That's deep. You win finals. That's deep. That is deep. It's deep. But right now, do you? Would you say? I guess from your side of it, do you even see them? You know, is it actually falling apart? Does a small ball not work anymore, or did they have a couple of games right there in a row that like? You know, it was a new system and kind of got that, I don't know, whatever, first game jitters or whatever from the other team not seeing that before? Or right. or is it actually broken? What What's going on here? What's your perspective on this one? For me, you can never count out two MVPs, Russell right. Westbrook, James Harden, obviously. But with the whole thing trading Clint Capella, there was something that we didn't quite talk about that was a little bit under the radar was Tyson Chandler is still the center for that team but he hasn't been playing recently. Right. I'm guessing he's hurt. 
because there's no way he would do load management. Um, I don't, I personally don't think he's good enough for that, but PJ Tucker is this guy who's taking the center and he's not even listed as a center in, in the stats. Um, but we see this week. Yeah. The Knicks beat the, beat the Rockets by two RJ leading this team with Julius getting a double double in this game, Harden and Westbrook. We talked about it last episode. I was like, well, it's either one or the other, but sometimes like in this game, they're both putting up great numbers, 35, 24, but they're starting center. PJ Tucker is scoring zero points, five rebounds. So small ball rockets, um, in my opinion, are probably going to struggle in the postseason if it keeps continuing this um, process. But that was Monday night. And then later on in the week on Thursday, Clippers played the Rockets. Obviously, you know, it's a home game for the Clippers. Clippers beat them by 15, 120-105. Rockets, man, seven for 42 behind the arc, missing 20 consecutive three pointers again pj tucker with about three points and i think eight rebounds so i mean that's the thing that's the thing about the rockets though and i will preach that till the day they stop playing this way but Mm. if they're not hitting threes because that's what they do it's like the second seven second offense you know like Mm -hmm. come down the court push it to the lane if you gotta uh, open into the lane or you know size up your defender and then make a play real quick or shoot a three-pointer, kick it out and shoot a three-pointer. If they mm. don't make threes, they're not winning any game. <laughs> I will take. The, I mean, I understand that. You know, that's that's part yeah. of them playing. They're not gonna. They're not going to be successful if they don't make threes. Mm. Obviously, and in this mm. game, I feel like they were still in it to a point, but it was also the Clippers they were playing. Right? They played the mm. Clippers, and the Clippers are probably top two if not three best teams in nba right yeah so for that one i understand that and then they played again on saturday night against the hornets Mm -hmm. and that game Mm -hmm. was just atrocious i don't even i don't get you come you 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 play the clippers right and you get smacked Mm -hmm. and then you come out again the next in the next couple nights it gets smacked again you got a couple (laughs) days to chill right and you come out and get smacked again like as a player, you know, like you just took a hard loss to a good team and you want to get a revenge. You're playing a, a not so great team in the Hornets. This is your opportunity to get back on the right track. And you come out and fucking lay a goose egg. Yeah. You know hey, what I mean? hey, and back home too. But hey, don't sleep on my Hornets, man. I, I'll call my Hornets for like last week and this week. We Pacers smacked the Hornets and they went to Toronto and, and dogged on them. So maybe they're feeling a little hot about themselves. Coming into you know Houston, saying hey these guys aren't aren't in the rhythm right now. Don't have the chemistry going. So, hey Michael Jordan, he's got him crying meme over there. New crying meme. They got they got new uh, chemistry over there after that one. But well, again, you're right about that. I mean, to the point uh, when you said PJ Tucker's not producing mm-hmm. um, as he should be, we see that again in this game as well. Like, yeah, I think he had three points in another eight rebounds or something stupid. Yeah. I, I think that was, that was actually the one that, that was the game I was talking about. Oh, not okay. Thursday, Thursday night. I think he had same thing though, but not even is... five points and not even 10 rebounds. Right. So you got to get production. If you're going to take away a center, you got to get production for somebody to step up and take that, that load from the center position. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would say let's not count out the Rockets yet. I mm-hmm. still, I still think they, they make one upset in the in the playoffs. They will 
potentially get to the finals. If they can beat, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers, um, possibly they could, you know, if they upset them early, they will make they will make a strong push for those playoffs. And mm-hmm. um, talking, I don't of, think they'll lose in a game seven. That's what you think. That's what I'm thinking. You know, like right. the, they'll lose these games, and again, these games are crucial. We've been preaching that the past couple episodes. But in the game seven, I, I'm still putting my marbles in the Rockets. Right. I think, especially first round. Oh well, first round, I think they'll easily get out of. Um, we'll we'll go into our playoff predictions here in just a second. But yeah, I think first round is guaranteed for them. Second round, they'll have to play the Clippers or the Lakers mm-hmm. in that sense, and that's, that's where night after that. That's where it'll get tricky. But um, let's go into our playoff predictions. Oh, hey, I see you got the the body armor out here, boy. Hey, hey come on <laughs> yeah, you go, there you go. Body armor light. It's, a, it's a new wave. You know? <laughs> Stay on that body armor, that body armor gang, that that lifestyle. Also got the vitamin water. Oh, okay. This used to be my drink after the Gatorade, but now we're going to body armor. So shout out LeVar. Never lost ball. Yeah. If you didn't watch our uh, weekly Wednesday for last week, that's where that's coming from. We got a got a video, so go check that out. Um, it's on our on our page for sure. It's pretty funny. That's why Andy's drinking the body armor. But let's go yes, into our, let's go into our playoff predictions real quick. Do you want to you want to take it first for your playoff predictions? Um, yes. For the we're gonna go through what one through eight seed of who mm-hmm. we think are gonna where they're gonna finish up. Is that how we're gonna do it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll start with the Western Conference. Right. Western Conference right now, obviously the Lakers just. Um, you know, received their their playoff berth since 2013. I got them going number one. Number two, Clippers are at that second spot right now. I got them staying there. Clippers were actually at the one of the fourth or fifth spots about two weeks ago. Surprised they came back. Um, Nuggets took a fall down. I got Nuggets at number three right now. They are in the third spot currently as well. Got them staying at number three. Number four, I believe, is the Jazz right now. And the Rockets are at five, but I got these guys flip flopping. Is that correct, too? Yeah, I I have you at uh, on Western Conference, right? I have you Lakers at number one. I believe that's what it was at, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Clippers, and then Nuggets and Jazz. You have Jazz okay, out last night. Yeah, you Jazz. Okay, you switched, okay, that's you, where I'm at. Okay, so I got the Jazz and at fourth instead of the Rockets. Right, got the Rockets at five. The reason why I had the Rockets at four um, last week, I actually thought the Rocket the Rockets would be at fourth. But after this week, seeing how they've been playing, right, I don't think they're going to hit that top four seed, that, right. that top four spot. Um, Jazz, you know, we talk about the comparison with them and the Pacers right now, five fifth seeds right now. I think they'll both, you know, maintain that four spot. Um, and then for the sixth, seventh, and eighth, I got OKC. I got Chris Paul not making top four. West is too strong. I got the Mavs, and then I got the Grizz. Right. So it's kind of where I'm seeing that Lakers. Uh, Lakers playing Grizzlies first round. Hey, we saw Lakers going to uh, Memphis last week. John Morant put on a show. John Morant is feeling good about themselves. Young balls over there. Um, you know, putting on the old nuts. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, I think Lakers going to win it all. No problem there in the first round. Um, but 
all in all, really, I see the Lakers and the Clippers going at it. I don't see the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. And then I see the Lakers um, going into the finals. And that is where I will lead into the Eastern Conference. I got the Bucks, the Raptors, Celtics. I got the Pacers hidden at fourth. We just won tonight. Um, so we're feeling good. Heat at five. Although Heat is playing good this week. They lost a couple last week, which helped us out. 76ers missing Embiid and, and Simmons right now. I think they'll say that, that sixth. And then I got the, the Nets and the Magic. So all in all, Bucks and Raptors clinched that playoff berth. But really, uh, this is kind of a toss-up for that fourth, fifth, and sixth between the Pacers, Heat, and 76ers. I believe Celtics are going to stay there at that third spot. Um, but, hey, man, I don't – I mean, Pacers, we're, we're not looking too hot. we got a lot of injuries right now. I don't see them making it past the second round. Therefore, I see the Bucks and the Lakers in the finals – and what I would like to see is LeBron James take one home for Kobe. Right. I think that's I think we're we're to the point of the season where everything matters, you know. Everything is really every game like we've been preaching, every game really is a a pressure to make um or break your season. Uh we'll go into my just to kind of you know, I'll have a couple of flip-flops here. But I think I think I have the Cel- we'll start with the Eastern Conference. I have the Celtics actually beating out the Raptors for that second seed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing really good. I hate to say this, and I'm gonna probably get some uh, some <laughs> harshness from some uh, some fans out there. But I think Jason Tatum actually is becoming and moving into that superstar role mm-hmm. of just automatic domination, and he's actually gonna become. As much as I hate to say this, he's going to be a a superstar in this league. So I have them bumping up to that second seed, which will help them down the road because they won't have to face the Bucs until the Eastern Conference Finals. The only other, I think the only other switch that I have really is I have the Heat maintaining that four seed. They're there right now. The Pacers just won tonight, but at the same time, I don't think... The Pacers have enough to mm-hmm. move into that four seed. As much as I want that to happen, I don't see that happening. So that's where I'll draw that line. No doubt. Um, I'm definitely a little biased on that one. Right. Um, but at the same time, I I, I I hope that happens and it could possibly happen. But mm-hmm. realistically, I have them at the fifth seed. Then the 76ers, Nets, and Magic are all the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Western Conference, I have some... I have some some things about this Western conference that I don't want to say because I just, it hurts. It's going to hurt me. But at the same time, Lakers Clippers, obviously number one and two nuggets still finish at third seed. Um, kind of like what you said, but at the same time I have the Rockets at a four seed. They're going to maintain and get, you know, in the top four and get that home court. Jazz yeah. will bump down to five. Um, the other thing is with the Mavericks, I think the Mavericks are good enough um, with these last couple of games in the season. They'll make that run with Luka and Porzingis just making it known that this is what's going to happen. No Mm -hmm. doubt, you know? Right. So I have them six, Thunder seven, Grizzlies eight. But at the same time, 
we have to account for just the fact that I only see three teams right now that are really contenders. That's right. Lakers, Clippers, and the Bucks. Honestly, if we want to be totally honest, you could probably throw the Celtics in there. Maybe the biggest disappointment that I see in the Western Conference, at least the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to finish in the top four, and they are just trash. I don't. I watched the game earlier Jeez, this dude, week. The Nuggets aren't that bad. Yes, I don't see them doing anything. I I almost I almost put them out in the first round. I think the Thunder might upset them in the first round. I can see that. You know. Yeah. But it is what it is. These are kind of our predictions. Obviously, I still got this. Hopefully, the Sixers and the Rockets in the finals. That's my my perfect picture, right? <laughs> But um, realistically, I mean, it's going to be Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks, right? Is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. Giannis, man, he's on a he's on a potential back to back MVP race for him for himself right now, and his team is looking good. I don't think we haven't really seen Giannis get hurt. Like that's the thing. It's kind of like a LeBron. LeBron, I've never really seen a gruesome injury from LeBron James, but. I think those two will definitely battle at it unless Kawhi, man. Kawhi is always like, you know, that sneaky guy looking like a fish in the water, but he'll come at you like a shark. And that, that Lakers Clippers matchup is going to be intense to watch. Yeah. And how, how this is coming out for my Rockets, they'll have to upset the Lakers in the semis, you know? Mm. And if they do that, I think they have that momentum to, to push on. Yeah, but if they don't can't get that that you know that upset, then it's not gonna happen. You know, the big thing about the Rockets, which I actually stalled today, is they're gonna try to go after AD. You in think the postseason. so? Yeah, yeah. Even though they're not gonna get him, <laughs> right? They're gonna still try to convince him to you know play with Harden, play with Westbrook, and kind of be their big center guy. But man, if Lakers don't win it all this year, then think we've talked about it i think it kind of you know boosts down if they make it to the finals they'll keep they'll keep the core they'll keep ad and they'll keep i think so lebron but if they don't even make to the finals possibly ad could be like let me jump jump on another team you know with it because lebron's reaching that that point but Let's transition out to the playoffs. I mean, we're just itching. That's kind of why we put this in here. We yeah, about itching. fifteen games left. Yeah, we're itching. We're itching to get to those playoffs, and hopefully, I think pretty much both East and West, one through eight, are kind of locked in. It's just how they finish through the through the one through eight seed. Yeah, right. But let's go into a couple other people, a couple other topics that. Might not be big headlines of this week, but definitely what I would call the honorable mention. We got to talk about them. It might not be for as long, but you brought this one up, right? And mm. let's let's just go through. I mean, what is what is Levert doing? You know, throughout this season overall, but in the last week, he's just been ignited. I don't know what is going on with him, but he looks great. Like yeah, he could Chris, be a superstar. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, dude. No doubt. Like Chris Levert, a lot of people have never heard of him, but this guy plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He was drafted in 2016, first round, 20th pick by our Indiana Pacers. 
I don't really know what happened there. We probably traded them for, you know, cap space or money or draft picks or whatever in the future. But this guy is their uh, point guard slash shooting guard for the Nets, taking over Kyrie's role this season. And it's created a lot of confidence for himself. You know, he hasn't really made a name for himself in the papers or even online. But um, we see here, man, he just had his career high 51 um, as they played the Celtics in Boston and uh, beat him in OT 129. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take those Celtics, boy. Take those Celtics. Hey, Give them those L's. <laughs> we'll take all. We'll take all the L's for the Celtics, right? Yes, sir. Um, but last five games, man, this guy's been averaging 25 points, about six rebounds, and five assists. He's a lengthy guy. He's about six five, I think, six six. Um, so he's he's got that length on him, and he's a pure pure shooter. The funny thing is. Uh, I actually have a buddy of mine who texted me earlier in the week and he was like, Chris Levert or Daniel Thias. And I was like, is this what I have? This is the most random text. I don't know if he meant to send this to me. Who is that? I didn't even know who that was before this week. So, um, you know, obviously my buddy's playing fantasy basketball and Daniel Thias is that, that white boy center for the Celtics. And, you know, they got in uh, his cancer over there. So I was like, oh, I guess go with Levert. You know, he's playing through a hand injury right now, but he's also getting a lot of minutes, about 33 minutes a game, and he's averaging 25 points a game in the last five games, right? And right. Uh, he had 51 of a buddy texting later <laughs> that night. I didn't watch the game. And he was like, dude, thank you so much. So now he's just, you know, like this is a guy I don't really even talk to after school. It's awesome, though, that he's he's now texting me. He's texting me about two more times after that right. earlier th- and later this week, and he's like, who do I start here? And I'm like – damn, like I got to look these players up, man. I got to, so it helps me out and it's super cool. But my honorable mention for this week, no doubt is a young guy in the making, Chris Levert. I think he's, you know, he's got the potential to do great things in this league. So, so well, I'll put it out to you right now. My question to you is on this one right here yeah. is basically, so we know Kyrie's out and we have Chris Levert kind of filling his shoes a little bit. If you're the Nets, are you holding on to this Chris LeVert and maybe plug him into that two guard officially? Or are you looking for that summer, you know, that summer push and he's performing well? Can we get maybe somebody that would fit in better alongside the Kyrie instead of Chris LeVert? Or are you keeping Chris LeVert for your 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 guy to play alongside mm-hmm. Kyrie? This guy's a starter, man. This guy yeah. is going to, you know, mesh well with Kyrie, I think, as that shooting guard. Kyrie, point guard, obviously, shooting guard, Chris, KD, or even – or not. I think KD might even play the four. And then Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie at the three. Um, and then DeAndre Jordan at the five. Right. That's, a, that's a squad, man. This kid, he's young. I think he's better than Kuzma, honestly. And, you know, like I was saying, this guy's going to be a stud in the league. And then you got guys on the bench like Jarrett Allen. You could even start him or Joe Harris. I don't know who these other guys are, but, yeah, kind of trash players after that. But, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You're going you know, to keep them then for sure? That's the thing? I say, I, yeah, I say you keep him in there, man. Young, right. talented stud, three years in the league, see what he's got for the next year. Right. I could see that. I think if the, the Nets front office and the coaching staff like him enough – and mm. think he'll fit in well with him. I think it will. 
he could definitely be that sidekick to Kyrie and kind of give him a, a, and that a third option. Right. And just be that worth option, you know? Well, yeah, just be a, a release, kind of that pressure, like release valve for mm-hmm. KD and Kyrie when they come back. No doubt. But, no doubt. Yeah, it's interesting and it's we'll see how it comes out in the summer, but I I'm glad you brought this guy up. I was gonna put we were gonna put him in there for player of the week, but he was itching. He man. He, he, was itching. he definitely was uh notable for the player of that week, but mm-hmm. so let's go kind of transition all like three sixty real quick. We had a couple of fight nights earlier in the year. <laughs> we we talked about them. Now we had a, question. We had a fight night question <laughs> last week. <laughs> right. Who would win in a fight with um who was it? Russell Westbrook and NRB. Yeah. So but this week we actually get to see some fight night. You know, we yeah. get to see that. We get to see some fight night. You guys can watch the clip while we uh kind of talk about it. But basically Alex Lynn and McConnell kind of get into it, right? They kind of like pushing each other off of a screen and stuff. And just basically all hell breaks loose, you know, and they start pushing each other. The biggest thing I see from this, McConnell's kind of a little guy, right? Yeah. Alex Lynn is a giant, yo. And once the things happen, I feel like McConnell kind of pushed him first right here. You can see right here. He pushed him back first. Mm -hmm. And then Alex Lynn was like, let's go, let's box. And I would yeah. think if I was McConnell, if I got my, like, somebody's coming with me, like, seven foot, like, with their hands up, like, let's go. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> right? I'm out of here. But McConnell's like, you know, let's, let's go, bro. Let's do yeah. this. And that's yeah. what the funniest thing is to me. I was like, I can't even, I can't even explain what that is. But I love it. This is almost to the point of like why you could watch the nba you know just yeah you know. I, it's not like the old days you know the, the refs are breaking it up too soon and a lot of og old head opinions but this <laughs> is hilarious and i think the, the funniest thing that i saw from this whole situation was how mcconnell was definitely going to lose this fight like props to him having his guard up i mean that's just the instincts but this guy took his whole weight and <laughs> tried to push him back. Yes, bro. Yes. And then, and then I, I kind of paused it because I was making the video and I paused it and I was like, this guy is like a Porzingis height. And then McConnell, once he gets in his stance, he drops like a foot down. The, and I'm like, this is where this guy's fists are right here. He can just literally just go one right there, right to the right to the jaw. Right. I, I mean, this is, I mean, it's no malice in the palace, right? We're not, you know, it's not a 20-minute fight. But at the same malice time, the I feel like this is a little bit from the Blazers kind of, uh, they're just kind of upset and kind frustrated, of frustrated frustrated right? to the point of like, we're playing the Kings. We need to win this game. I think they end up winning this game. But at the same time, uh, oh, no, they don't win this game. I mean, the Kings end up winning this game. And it's just like, right now you can see they're down 20 points in this game. It's just mm-hmm. like, we need to make a playoff push. We can't do it. We're not playing well together. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you see this frustration come out, you know. Was Melo about to get in there and take a jab? Or what was – It was – at the end right there? <laughs> I, I see Dame uh, – I mean, I, first I see Whiteside, right? Whiteside's like the other seven-footed that should be like, all right, you touch my guy, let's go after it, right? Yeah. And he's just like – I don't know. I feel like Whiteside's a little bit of a pussy, but – 
Melo, I feel like <laughs> Melo, if he wanted to, he could have just, you know, blindsided my guy and just knocked him out. But Dame Melo was with that with that slow motion one. Yeah. But Dame was right there in it. I just yeah, I mean, you don't obviously want to see a fight in the NBA. Like, that's out of character for all these guys because they're mm-hmm. honestly most of them, besides, you know, maybe J.R. Smith or somebody, uh, <laughs> are all like legitimate good guys at the heart. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you you get frustrated when you play basketball. It's just, it always happens, you know? That leads me to this question, who? Yeah, is, what you got? And, what and you got? I, it, it, it gives me a deep heart to stay. Um, but Mellow, man, they don't make the playoffs. Is Mellow still there? Okay, so funny funny that you asked me this because what I see happening, I, I, you, you asked if they make the playoffs. Yes. if they, They're not going to make the playoffs. That's just out of the question at this point mm-hmm. in the season. So they're not even going to be in the playoffs. So I don't even find that as the question. I say, what is Mellow's future in that? Mm-hmm. You know, in that question, I say, what is Mellow's future? I don't see him with, the Blazers, but what I can see is him going back to New York. I see I like him. That. I see him finishing out in New York. Give him, you know, the New York fans a farewell tour um, because he did spend some years in there. Honestly, though, at the same time, I don't know if it's just is a good timing, but he could go back to Denver and give that Denver team a. a a player off of the bench to score points. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Melo wants to be done, man. I don't think he wants to go back to New York next year. I think he wants to come back and be like, you know what? I want to be in the playoffs. I want to have that feeling again. That's what, right. that's what I'm used to. And that, that's the biggest thing where I see he could possibly end up back in Denver where he started. Because the mm-hmm. I just said it earlier, the Nuggets, they're struggling. If they mm-hmm. could add a couple of pieces – I think Melo will have to take a step back and get out of that starter position, you know, mm. get him off. I mean, he's coming off the bench in in Denver, no doubt. But mm. at the same time, he could finish his career out in Denver and it'll be all fine, you know. And he could potentially, obviously, make the playoffs. Denver's good enough. They got enough good players out there and, and Jokic and, and, you know, Mitchell that they hey, could. try to get some value from Melo as much as it sucks. Like Dame was out and them not making the playoffs, that just means they're basically going to have to start over. Like that's the feeling for every team that doesn't make the playoffs, especially that should make the playoffs with a guy that's receiving the most money in the NBA right right behind LeBron James. That's tough, man. We'll see. I got, I I, want to see Melo. I think, yeah, I I, I definitely see him. I don't think the question is that he's going to be out of the NBA next year. I think it's where's the good fit. You know, where's his his sure. his good fit for his game and his aspirations to finish his career? You Makes know, sense. but let's go into we see this is not much of a game, but let's go into our game of the week that kind of raises a lot of questions mm-hmm. for the future of, you know, kind of maybe passing off the torch. But our game of the week, Lakers Bucks mm-hmm. and. Basically, we mentioned I mentioned at the beginning, Lakers after this game get their first playoff berth since uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, 2013 with Kobe and Dwight. This was the last time they were in the playoffs. And now we see them get the playoff berth after this game. Mm -hmm. 
against Giannis, the reigning MVP, and the Lakers end up winning, you know? And it was, it, the, you know, the, the wheels turn to my head after I see stuff like this and what happens with this and what happens with that. But let's just go through this game real quick um, just because this was a good game. This no doubt no. was a good game. Um, you want to take us through this? I'll let you take us through this one real quick just so yeah. they can hear what, what's going on with this one. Yeah, so after I left the Pacers and the Bulls game, <laughs> right. I actually went to a bar to watch this game. Right. And, yeah, 113-103, it's, it's our game of the week because everybody wanted to see it. Again, this is who I think we'll see in the, the finals of the playoffs. LeBron, man, LeBron and AD, they do their thing, right? LeBron, 37, 8, and 8, AD, 30, and 9, almost a double-double. Giannis is still getting that 32 and 11. It doesn't seem like they have an answer for Giannis just yet, but they do since they have LeBron James. AD can stop him, and AD is going to get his points. I think AD and Giannis are very, very similar in their games. So Giannis doesn't really have a LeBron James uh, or anywhere near a damn good player like LeBron. But, again, Lakers, you know, this was a big, big game for them. And you could just tell by, like, how awesome, uh, how loud the crowd was in every single play. They just thought the whole game was awesome. Um, and it was a hype game. And it's really sounded like a playoff game. Well, that's the thing. The Lakers had a tough little tough little stretch of games here. And they played the top, besides themselves, the other top two teams in the NBA. They played the Bucks here and then on Friday night and then, we turn around today and we see them play on Sunday against the Clippers. Right. You know? Now, yep. And I mean, well, I mean, without talking about, you know, the Clippers game, they ended up the Lakers ended up winning that game. But this game too, they've they've made a statement, right? They've made mm-hmm. a statement that they're good enough to ultimately, you know, don't count me don't count the Lakers out for the finals, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think this game was a good game. Um, obviously, you can you guys are watching the highlights as we're uh, talking about it. But at the same time, this was just a statement. I think LeBron kind of marked this down on his calendar. LeBron probably looked at his schedule throughout the year, and he probably came across this this stretch of games here of like, mm-hmm. you know, Bucks, Giannis. We got. Right. We got the Clippers now. We got Kawhi over there and Paul George. They're going to be a contender. You know, let's let's mark these couple of games out and see if we can get these two. We'll make a yeah. we'll make a statement, right? Let's see where we match up with the Bucks. Right in the East, Lakers definitely have them on their minds. I think for first priority over the Clippers right now because right. I think the Bucks are their checkpoint before the Clippers. Right. So because then honestly, yeah, because then no no because then obviously. They beat the Clippers. They got that checkpoint of, I know we can handle the Bucks, so we're not even worried about the finals, low key. Right, is exactly, that how it is? Exactly. Is that how that is? Yeah, exactly. I, I think so. Especially going toward the end of the season, right here. Hey, this is this is going to be our last test. Let's play the Bucks before we see them potentially in the finals. I don't think they play again. Right. They're in the East, so, and and being in the West, I think is just such a better advantage for teams like the Lakers and the Clippers they are just playing better teams overall. And if you look at both of these rosters, like I was just saying, AD LeBron, but then you have like 
you know, you're adding Markeith Morris. You got Danny Green, um, Danny Granger or Danny Green, excuse me. You know, Kyle Kuzma, Baldhead Mamba, and you know, guys in the Bucks. You got Divincenzo, maybe like a, a Bledsoe, but you really just don't match up the same. Especially being in LA, man, it's tough to win in LA against LeBron. Right. So my, the biggest question after this game is, you know. LeBron James, Giannis, top two right now for that MVP race, right? It's, mm-hmm. I think Giannis had him all the way up to this point in the season. But after this game, I don't know. I think, I think you, you gotta, you gotta put them like they're neck and neck now. Like it's not even like somebody's favorite over the other. Mm-hmm. Cause LeBron came out and made a statement. Like, I think I'm, that's what it was. I think that was, it was, that was where he was going with this game also. Cause we saw him, you can see it in the highlights, how he took Giannis a couple of times. And then Giannis was taking him a couple of times. Right. Like they're definitely going back at it. I think those two are also very similar players as well. I think Giannis right. is probably a lot younger than LeBron, but it definitely a statement. But I think in terms of Giannis, I think Giannis could develop right now. Giannis can't shoot the ball worth the shit. I don't care if he hits one or two threes every other game. He's he's got to work on our shot, and he knows that, and he's been making strides to do that. But yes, to your point, I think eventually we could see Giannis kind of fill in the shoes of LeBron James as mm-hmm. you know that guy that you know the best player in the NBA. Once LeBron, if he decides to retire, I don't know when he <laughs> is going to retire, but you know. Yeah. But um, let's go into kind of like comparing these guys for MVP a little bit. Um, we got some stats on them. Um, you, you want to take us through the stats a little bit between comparing these guys for potential, you know, the MVP, the MVP mm-hmm. race, I guess you yeah. would say. Yeah, totally. So for those who don't know, the MVP is announced very late in the playoff season, right? I think it's Western Conference, Eastern Conference around that area. Right, I think it's somewhere. Um, yeah, and so we look at LeBron and we look at Giannis. LeBron's played – 58 games. Giannis has played 57 games. LeBron averages about 26 points. Giannis is at that 30 points. Um, rebounds, LeBron, eight. Giannis, obviously, more with 14. But LeBron with about 11 assists. Giannis with about five. Right. Uh, it's, it's tough because, really, when you're looking at these three categories, points, rebounds, and assists, LeBron, it, technically speaking, has a double-double in these in these categories as well as Giannis as a double double. You know, Giannis has mm-hmm. more rebounds, but LeBron has more assists. Giannis has more points, but LeBron has less points. Let's go to their field goal percentages. Um, because it's it, it's all numbers, right? It's all numbers and it's also how good your teams are. So both of these teams are first in, in was, Eastern yeah. and Western. So for me it's you gotta keep going down the line. Right. Um, field goal percentage, LeBron's about 50, Giannis 54, three-pointer, we see LeBron out of 35, Giannis 30, free throw, LeBron upped his free throw, man, um, from last season to this season, LeBron's about 70, Giannis only 63, right. so it's tough, LeBron's getting his, his teammates involved, and I think that's what a most valuable player is, not just the points, but getting your players involved, or leading your team to victory. Like I totally see why Giannis won it last year because he led the Bucks all the way up to that point last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. I think it's a toss-up, man. I think LeBron deserves it, though. He deserves it, you know, obviously to be in the talk or the discussion. 
every single year. I think this is the time that LeBron deserves it. Okay, so my couple of things to dissect here a little bit. I think LeBron, yes, you're right to say that he deserves it, and he definitely does deserve it. The only thing is, not to take away from LeBron, but for Giannis, he is the most, I would say, athletic guy in the NBA right now. He has all the tools. He's like a young LeBron a little bit. Mm-hmm. But my only thing is LeBron is more important and more he he just how much that he gives to his team. And that's kind of a question I was going to ask you later, which we'll go into a little bit because I'm going to ask you. Trust me, I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> but LeBron is more important to the Lakers than Giannis is to the Bucks because we can see it from last year. Even though they didn't have AD last year, I mean, the Lakers didn't even make the playoffs. They got LeBron back, and they're good. And now, you know, they're going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. I mean, unless something crazy happens. But LeBron's not going to let that happen. And to compare these guys, their offense efficiency is where I'll go to because that's the ultimate number you'll look at. I mean, yes, they're both really good defenders. Don't get me wrong. They're neck-and-neck defensive-wise. But their offense efficiency is where I will draw that line to give one guy the other over the other. And Mm. right now, LeBron on the court is 13.2 points positive in offensive efficiency when he's on the court, meaning his team is scoring 13.2 points more points when he's on the floor than when he's off the floor. And Giannis is just touching 10, 10 points, you know? So that's the biggest thing for me is like what 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 happens when you're on the court for your team and that's that number, you know. Mm-hmm. So It's tough. Yeah, it's I mean uh, it's his phone's going to be hard. Right. right? Um, but I I think yeah, we'll talk about the offense offensive efficiency um, with LeBron obviously having a higher percentage or points when he's on the court. But they play a harder schedule in the West. This is also right. what I'm seeing. LeBron and uh, his best player in the world, man. Besides Michael, in my mm-hmm. opinion, he's got he's got to get MVP this season. Right. I, I I think that's my conclusion, and especially after watching today, um, kind of wrote this up, kind of before the the events happened today of the Clippers game. But I definitely don't I I don't see how you can't not give it to LeBron. They finish out strong and. Maybe lose. I think there was what sixteen games left for the Lakers. If they're winning fourteen of the rest of those games, LeBron has to be considered. But, it, but then there's the question of postseason. How far do you go in postseason? Does one team go farther than the other? What if LeBron and them get knocked out second round by Clippers? You know, rather than the Bucks. You know, playing the Raptors and kind of easily beating them, going to the Eastern Conference. I don't know. Like I think that's I think that's kind of where what you brought up of having a harder schedule because they're right. in the West. That's where I don't think you can draw too much, you know, too much from because that's not really fair. Because obviously the West is harder than the East. So if the Lakers get mm-hmm. bumped in the Western Conference Finals by the Clippers and the Bucks have to play, I don't know who are they going to play. Possibly they could probably play the the Celtics maybe or like the Raptors or somebody. No, that's not even – and then probably what will end up happening if that happens is Clippers will 
where the Lakers would win four in a row and it'd be mm-hmm. over with, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know much about that one. Okay. But talking about individual players, let's go to our player of the week, of course. We got Mr. Stephen Curry making his debut back from baby his face of fashion, baby. Yes, baby sir. He's coming back from his his injury, his hand injury. I wanted to put a picture up of his hand and how he's sitting at the <laughs> he's sitting at the uh uh interview table after the game with his, you know, hand like this with his broken hand and just mm-hmm. sitting there like I don't want to be here. Why are you guys talking to me? I just want to go home or something. <laughs> but yeah, Stephen Curry, man. Biggest thing from this right here, I didn't know he was going to come back so strong, you know? Right. Biggest thing for me is Stephen Curry, you know, he he comes back. He says he wants to play back. I mean, earlier when this happened, he said, I'm going to play again this year. I'm not just going to call this year a bust for me. I'm going to come back. And he comes back, and he comes out doing the same stuff things, right? We see this. Yeah. Right, and that's what's so surprising to me that, you know, after I think what how many games did he miss like forty six or something? Yeah, I I don't even think he he played like five games. Yeah, I think he missed. I yeah, it was like up to it was maybe fifty six games that he missed or something. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, this is good, and he comes back against the Raptors. Just straight splashing, right? Just doing the same thing that he usually does, and the Raptors are a good team, and they. I mean, the Warriors didn't end up winning this game, but at the same time, they made it close. He finishes with 23 points, seven assists, so he's out there dishing. As you yeah. can see in the highlights, he's got that behind the back yeah. right off the bat. Like, come yeah, on now. his team involved, man. Right. And so they play this game, right, and he does good. And then the next night, he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday night, so last night, he's out with the flu he's got that he's got that rona boy he's got that rona don't he you got that rona don't he yeah it's messed up (laughs) put that on my man's like that but but obviously i think the biggest questions from this um that are raised which were asked i mean it was still asked beforehand was why why is he coming back you know they're not they're not going to make the playoffs obviously um yeah, it's probably good that he gets some, you know, chemistry with the guys, but at the same time, they could get a better draft pick for this guy if he doesn't play. And they end up they're starting to win without him. Like we see it the game before he comes back, they won. The game he plays, they lost, and then the game he sat out, they won. So mm-hmm. what what's the deal? Like I don't Yeah. I don't really my, know. My my thing with Steph is I actually listened to a podcast with Woj and Steph's parents later on the week. I think it was either Thursday or Friday. And they were talking about Steph's return. And obviously, you know, Del Curry played in the NBA, played for the Raptors. And, you know, their whole family is super competitive, both Steph and Seth. Seth doesn't, you know, Seth never really wanted to play on Steph's team. Going into the NBA, Seth didn't get looked like Steph did, but, you know, still worked his butt off. The story continues, but this is a guy who is a, you know, he's a competitor. He loves to compete, and that's what they were, that's what they were preaching. They were saying that, you know, uh, from a mom's standpoint of view, it's nice to see him have that, 
you know, all that weight off of, off of his shoulders because he was going to be the guy that had to be that floor general right. all, all year. He didn't have much help, right, with Clay and Draymond a little bit. I mean, Draymond's not much of a help. He is on defense there. But that's what they were talking about. And so they were just saying, hey, Steph kind of had his, his relaxation. We saw a social media picture with him. Uh, he's lifting up Aisha and um, didn't really – quite want to look under the the belt of Steph Curry actually yeah it's actually very inappropriate I think my guy was rock hard um but I think he's I think he was ready to come back man yeah and regardless of like draft picks or whatever we kind of talked about this we don't there's not really a strong draft class for this offseason and it's Steph Curry man it's a unanimous MVP guy you know three years two or two or three years in a row. I think it was, was it two? I think it was two years in a row. Yeah. And, two in a row, two in a row. But MVPs. a three time MVP and yeah. that's what he does. So you talk about draft picks. Yes. That's a question, but I think Steph is going to Steph, man. He's, he's coming back. He's playing ball and he's feeling good. Hopefully that flu on, you know, take a huge toll on him, but he's gotten a lot enough rest and I think he's ready to go. It's a hand injury, man. It's not like uh, it's one of his ankles, you know? Right. I don't know. I just feel like if you wanted to play the strategic chess game that I know LeBron plays every every year, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because ultimately that's who you're gonna have to face. I mean, or Kawhi. Kawhi just doesn't talk to anybody, so I don't really know what's going on with him. But LeBron, <laughs> I mean, ultimately you're gonna have to face LeBron probably once in your playoff push to get right. to the finals, mm-hmm. and if I'm if I'm the Warriors, I would just be like, hey, you know, like let's take let's not push you back, like like push you back into the game. Let's just hold you for next season, just like Clay. Maybe we can bump up a couple of spots in the draft, get somebody that might be worth it. Because if they could get you know top ten guy, I feel like the top ten could be you know impactful for next year. Mm. Um, and if if Steph comes back and they end up winning, you know. You know, in ten of the last like sixteen or seventeen games, mm-hmm. they'll probably drop a couple spots uh, for the draft. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't know if this is the best move for the Warriors. But at the same time, I understand where you're. What you said, like where Steph is, mm-hmm. is that mentally he just wants to play basketball. Yeah, so it's tough to say, man. I mean, these guys we we preach about it. they make a lot of money, and right. so why not go out there if you're healthy. And yeah. just go out there and play. I don't think the Warriors will ever look like they once did. Obviously, with KD, I don't know how they're going to look next year. They're gonna, they got a bunch of young guys on their roster, you know, a bunch of guys on two-way contracts. Who knows what their roster will look like? I think they'll keep Wiggins, and I think they'll just build around that with Eric Paschal, Wiggins, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Right. I think they'll be all right, though. But I, I don't see them being – it's it's gonna be tough for them to get that third seed for next season is what I'm already thinking. I think they'll I think they'll be in the middle of the pack next season just to get their chemistry back going. Right, no doubt. I definitely see that for sure. But, but it's still Steph Curry. Right, and I'm glad that I'm not gonna lie. I, I liked watching this game because I got to see Steph Curry that I haven't seen all season. So yeah. For sure. You know, he does that. He does that. That one, two, man. He's a stud, man. Right. I don't care what anybody says. I, I used to be annoyed by Steph, and I'm like, this dude is hilarious, man. Keep balling, bro. No one right. does what he does. For sure. But let's go into let's kind of 
finish up this. Uh, Do we have fan questions? Um, I think we had to, or no, we had maybe for Andy. I'll bring. I'll say this one first for Andy. What is your favorite type of alcohol? We see that there's a. This person said that we have. Uh, they see us drinking in cups sometimes, and they want to know if if it's alcohol <laughs> or not. And ultimately, the question ends up it says, "We see you drinking all the time, um, out of cups or you know disguised, and you never tell us what's going or what you guys are drinking." Besides the first episode of you guys, or of Andy pouring a beer into a a mug or something. But basically what ends up asking is, what's your favorite type of alcohol or something? <laughs> All right. Hey, we keep it PG rated over here. So whatever you're seeing is uh, body armor or vitamin water. I will say, though, I did have a Bud Light. Um, I don't think we were actually allowed to do that. We kind of talked about that. Yeah. Not that anyone like is really going to see these, but like Bud Light isn't see this or anything. But um, I'd say my choice of alcohol i i don't like liquor i'm not a big liquor guy so i'd, I'd probably just stick with one of the shit beers like a, a bud light i did have a i had two coronas you're yesterday. on that rona you're yeah, on the ronas hey man i'm a rebel man the coronas are good i'll support them still you know they're having a deep downfall here a, a big uh pr crisis right yeah. but uh you know i'm either going with the the lighter beers i used to work at a brewery so i got you know yeah, I got a bunch of knowledge and learning about different like styles and pale ales and sours and ciders and IPAs. So I, you know, I could take an IPA like a Bell's Two Hearted. Right. But, uh, hey, I'm not I'm not drinking like Liam over here in the big mugs and the big glass mugs. But whoa, whoa, you can go whoa, ahead whoa. and answer that one. Um, I'm probably uh, I'm also probably a beer guy now. Um, I also have dived into the wine. Big wine drinker. I probably have a glass of wine every every night. You know, but up the heart out a little bit yeah you know getting the feelings a little bit every once in a while but <laughs> try to also stay away from the the harder liquor but oh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> okay liam comes to knoxville last year and it's for my birthday weekend my birthday's on tuesday shout out for anybody who wants to wish a birthday yes sir wish. yes sir so we'll celebrate two for kobe year but liam comes to knoxville <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm going to go to the liquor store. I was like, all right, man, I'll just take a six pack or whatever. Comes back with a bottle of scotch. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes, sir. Come back with a bottle of scotch. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, man. Like, wasn't really feeling that that level. I didn't know we were on that one yet. But uh, he pours up a straight up glass of, you know, no ice, no nothing. Just neat. I'm like, dude, are you okay, man? You need to talk to I didn't talk to Liam like a couple months. I got surprised by him in Knoxville. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold up, dude. Let's sit down real quick. What's going on here? <laughs> But, uh, you know, you, you're on that liquor sometimes, right? I mean, I, I was, but now I'm trying to, you know, hold myself back a little bit. I will say we do like pickleback shots, but that's the only really shot that, that all that's, that's That's good stuff right there. That's We could we could hit two or three of those in a row. And, and just... <laughs> pickleback shots besides that. Hey, we're not big drinkers over here, man. Yeah, not too Stay good. Stay sober. Drinks. Keep their mind right. Keep that keep that heart healthy. Right. Um. Next fan question. How many points have you? What was the most amount of points that you've ever scored in a basketball game? Yeah, uh, you can answer that one. I don't even know. I think the highest was like thirty some. I don't even think I touched forty. 
I think it's like right under 40, 36 or something was my high. So it was a middle school. So you, you scored a couple 30 plus games on high school. Yeah, but nothing like I think my highest was like 36 or something. Nothing. Yeah, only only 36. I'm 36. Like, I ask you like after the games, be like, dude, how much did you have? And you were like, I don't know, man, like 30 something. 30 <laughs> yeah. something. I don't think I've ever touched 40 in a game. But yeah, high 30s, 36, 37, 38, somewhere around there. Do I go now? Yeah, go go ahead. I I know you have. I've seen the tape. You have that tape that you we like show your stats. Which one? I don't know. One of your old ones. It'll... Oh, dude, that we're not talking about sixth grade. Sixth grade don't count. I was balling in sixth grade. I was I just was... saying. I remember watching a video distinctly of you you hooping, and it has like your stats on the bottom. Just showed the stats on the bottom. It's probably my old highlight reels that my dad used to make. But like, probably up in uh, in high school, I I'd say once I got the starting role senior year, I put up fourteen. Um, and I was super stoked about that. Yeah, that's my, big. That's big. Yeah, time. I mean, we all had roles. We all had roles. You know, yeah. floor general. I, I preached the floor general. I loved being a floor general, trying to get the teammates involved. But uh, I think, yeah, younger in my younger days, I was definitely getting out there. But I wasn't hitting no thirty plus or nothing like that. All right. Um, I guess I would do it with for fan questions. There's some other, you know, those not, were no. We appreciate that. Yeah, there's some other, you know, like what's your favorite color and like. Stuff like that. I don't know if you want to answer. You, what's your favorite color or something? Nah, I, 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 my favorite color is probably uh, <laughs> turquoise. Turquoise blue. Yeah. But uh, let's or go. Booger green. I love me some boogers. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's go into our uh, our last segment here of the Pacers. We had a good week. I think. I think we ended up, you know, having a good week. We play the Spurs, you know. Spurs are kind of on their down year. We see we had another fan question: Who is your biggest crush in the NBA? Biggest crush? Uh, before the Pacers segment, the biggest crush in the NBA. I don't even know what that means. Like you know, you know how you be liking NBA players, right? Come on, bro. I know you're gonna <laughs> do this. I knew you're gonna do this. So <laughs> I'll say my biggest crush in the NBA. Right now, is probably probably Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. No, not even like to be biased right now, but I think dude is you know, dude's dude's doing his thing. You know, making some music, yeah. some slow slow jams. <laughs> you ever listen to his music, bro? That should be getting you all in your feelings, bro. <laughs> like five glasses of wine what's going on bro i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying that dude he's got he's got his class he's got his class man victor rocks the mic man yeah. i'd say my my nba crush is probably um i like tj mcconnell boy big tj mcconnell guy you or are. or uh yeah probably tj mcconnell that's my guy all right well two pacers let's just go right into our pacer segment let's man. go in the pacer segment Back to our Pacer screen here. We got the the, uh, the Spurs first. We see actually earlier in this week that Tim Duncan gets his first head coaching job. Um, yes. Which was really cool to see. Honestly, you know, Tim Duncan, I think uh, Greg Popovich was out for some personal reasons. And, you know, Tim Duncan steps in and takes that the head man's job. That was really cool to see. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first step, and I think he'll be coaching. Tim Duncan will be coaching for years to come, um, possibly following in in uh, Popovich's you know footsteps. But we end up winning this game, one sixteen to one eleven. You know, we have tendencies to start games like absolute shit. We go down in this game, and you know we down we were down ten. It was ten zero starting out this game, and it was just like. Oh, I hope this isn't one of those games that we just don't show up for and get blown out. But, you know, it didn't. I mean, we kind of flipped that switch, you know, Nate McMillan called a timeout and we were just like, he probably just cussed the shit out of them and said, you know, I don't, this is like the time to do it. This is a team that's not very good, Mm -hmm. but whatever. But yeah, we come out and we, after half, we don't, we don't look back Mm -hmm. and pretty much put the pedal to the metal. So, yeah, good game. Yeah, good it game. was good. They made it close in the fourth quarter, though. Um, 97, I think it was tied, maybe somewhere midway um, through the fourth. But you always got to count on Sabonis, man. He's that guy that that just does it. You know, he he's that it's guy. Automatic. He's that energy guy, basically, is what happens. Mm-hmm. And down the stretch, just to steal the deal, he scores like 10 straight points for us, you know. He mm-hmm. I mean, he had not the greatest game coming into that um quarter and that's probably why we started off so badly because mm-hmm. he wasn't clicking, but when he turns it on, he turns it on. He only finishes it with 14, 11 and I think it was like 5 or 6 assists, that's all you need. but he did it and it's just another win. I mean, we're on that, like you mentioned, the, uh, I think in the last episode, but we're on that, you know, that road road game. You know, we have like five in a row here that are on the road. And to get a win on the road, definitely, definitely One strong. of the toughest things. Right. Yeah, so that game, um, you know, got a dub over the Spurs. Sorry, Timmy D. Um, <laughs> end up playing the Bucks. This is a thing that this is a reoccurring theme that we see with the Bucks, it doesn't even seem like we're in the same arena as we lose by almost 20 points, 119 to 110. Although we did beat the Bucks last time we played them in Indiana, but they were without Giannis and we smacked them by like 20 points. So big key factor, like what we were talking about, offensive efficiency with Giannis back on the floor with his teammates. Um, you know, when we, when we, see games like this and we don't have an answer for Giannis yet it's frustrating it's disheartening and it's kind of like you know a shot in the foot where we're like how do we have a game plan for Giannis right. um, we didn't see Vic in this game he had no, uh, knee soreness and this is kind of a Vic is he's sore in that knee I can tell because even watching that game tonight when he's making these plays that he wants to make he's he's kind of shaking his knee off so I think they're still trying to ease him into that. Right. It's journey. going to take time. It's going to take time for him to get back, right? I mean, to get yeah. – he's probably – I probably – what would you say? He's probably at 70% right now. And, I'd say so. And to get him back to 90, 90, 95 to 100%. It's going to take next year. Yeah. You're not even going to see that from him this year, but at the mm. same time, it's good to see that he uh, – Yeah. Talking about a, knees too, Jeremy Lamb, I think just fucking um, – tore his whole leg off and, and donated it to the, one of the army vets but this guy is a torn <laughs> his whole leg is torn <laughs> what's he got Liam? he's got like a mcl like, acl, ACL. ACL. ligaments in his ankle 
Yeah, it's um, he, yeah. So see you, Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> smoking more pot. You look high all the time, anyways, man. Um, hopefully you'll chill out a little bit. But yeah, Brogdon's you know banged up, and I think I think the be- the biggest thing for the Pacers, especially watching this game um, with the Bucks, is that we have to like put our standard to the Bucks. You know, like mm. we have to create. The roster, the chemistry, the the weapons on offense to be able to beat a Bucks team like this because we, we need we need specific plays against them. I think right, and guarding Giannis is going to be a struggle no matter what team you are. But let's put in like a team defense in which you know we contain him to an extent because we even ha- if it's guys like even if it's him, obviously let's step back on him and make him shoot threes until he makes it right but let's just let's just pound him no homo in the paint and just kick it out um, and just make them <laughs> come on bro <laughs> yeah come on just make them shoot three pointers <laughs> i'm sorry i was messed up um but yeah just get out of Giannis's hands right triple quadruple team him in the paint and just make him kick it out Let's uh let's go into the last game this week, um, besides tonight. But uh, this is a game that your boy went to. Young Twessington himself went to this game. Showed man to man that we are out here. You were on the court side seats. It looked like you were down there on the floor, boy. But take us through this. I'm gonna let you take us through this. Uh, I'm be honest with you. You know we make these docs every week. Ain't shit in the doc. So let me (laughs) let me just hear what. Let me just hear what happened. I just, you know, I'm always, I think last year we went to the game that was in uh, Chicago with the Pacers, right? We went to that game and you went to this one again this year. So just tell me how it was. And ultimately, you know, what was, uh, what was the atmosphere like, you know? First of all, I'm very good luck charm. Whenever I do go to the United Center, that last game last year, when Liam and I played in, uh, when, when Liam and I went to the game and the Pacers played the Bulls, Victor took it to OT and then he smacked it with like smacked a three, I think off the bank um, with about three seconds left. And we, the bank was open. (laughs) Bank was open, baby. It still got the ticket hung up here on my wall. 119, 116 Victor Oladipo game winner. Um, Yes. uh... And you know, our, our seats were all the way up top. We finessed our seats all the way down to like the third or fourth row. Dude, that's what I was doing the whole time. Yes. Um, yeah, but I was uh, fortunate enough for a good friend of mine um, took me to the game for my birthday, and you know we got really, really <laughs> awesome seats. A good friend um, of yours. Yeah, a good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> and we are about in the section one hundred behind the baskets, and all I was thinking, as messed up as it was, I said, "How do we get to that second row right there, five over in the middle behind them?" <laughs> That's all I was thinking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so. Yeah, man, we uh, it was a great game. Uh, a lot of beers were consumed. I was feeling loose. I was feeling good, and we ended up getting super close to the game. Unfortunately, Bro- uh, uh, Brogdon and TJ Warren were out, but our guy Victor Oladipo. We saw him there in the United Center. It's kind of a, an easier game, if you will, to play right. against you know a team like the Bulls. And we see Sabonis do his thing. I was talking some shit to the guys behind us. They kept talking, hey, Sabonis, Sabonis. And I said, scoreboard, dude. We're up 15 on you right now with two minutes left. And, of course, within those last two minutes, 
what do we do? Not exactly hold the lead as much as we would like to. And we ultimately end up winning the game by six points, 108 to 102. But nonetheless, man, it was it was an awesome experience. United Center is huge. I'd love to go to a Blackhawks game. I was talking shit. I was like, hey, man, I'm a Preds fan, too. And right. You guys want to be exactly like our fan base. Come on, man. Step it up a little bit. Your your boy went crazy, though. Kobe White. He went. That's he, what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. Kobe 20, White, yeah. 26, 26, is, 26 and 6, yeah. 26 and 6. Kobe White did his thing. Um, they don't really have a lot of offense, and um, it was actually so funny, dude, because I learned last week. I, I don't know if we were talking about it on the pod last week, but Dolan, their head coach for the Bulls, has been calling, like, weird timeouts yeah. in the last minute to, like, call you know call it plays when the Bulls are down by, like, 20. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> Chicago fans are actually, like, yelling at Dolan. They're like, hey, Dolan, like, call a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh yeah, nonetheless, man, it was a great time, and we finessed seats, and it was, you know, an awesome game to be a part of. Um, and, yeah, after the game, like, I, I, you know, finessed my way onto the court, kind of slid in, got a quick pick, and um, it was a great time. We saw a bunch of Pacers. We, actually, I take that back. We only saw a couple Pacers fans, um, so it was cool to, it was cool to represent our Pacer Nation in Chicago. For sure, for sure. Um Man to man is everywhere, baby. We don't we don't disappoint, okay? We don't disappoint ever. But uh, with that, guys, I think this episode is gonna be a wrap. Be sure, be sure, be sure to follow us on our social media at Man to Man Podcast on Instagram and at Man to Man Pod on Twitter. Go rate us five stars and give us good reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, remember for our YouTube listeners. Hit that subscribe button as we are live every Sunday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. And I guess with that, oh, before we leave, I want to say my heart is go out to Nashville. I'm glad all of my people in Nashville are safe. I hope, you know, speedy recovery and, you know, getting it fixed back, getting it fixed up back to how it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just grateful all my people are, you know, we're not seriously in, yeah, seriously injured by that. But with that, we'll catch you on Wednesday of it's this week. Baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Pacer Nation, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm nothing. I'm straight hustling.